The LA Kings winning streak comes to an end and they suffer their first road loss of the year in Pittsburgh. Cal Peterson had a tough game while Brant Clark gets his first point. We'll have all the details next on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 789 subscribers, and uh, we are well on our way to making our goal of 800 subscribers by the end of October. Thank you so much for your support of the YouTube channel and of the podcast as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. For the past 20-plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and, of course, a passionate L.A. Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the Kings were in Pittsburgh to face the Penguins Thursday night in what I thought would be their toughest test of this road trip so far. Before we get into the details of the game, let's check out the lineup for the Kings in that game. We had Andre Kopitar centering the top line, along with Kevin Fiala and Adrian Kempe. Philip Deneau centering the second line with Victor Arvidsson and Trevor Moore. Quentin Byfield centering the third line with Arthur Kaliev and Gabe Velarde on his wings. Blake Lazat centering the fourth line with Brennan Lemieux and Carl Grundstrom. The defensive pairs were Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty, Sean Dursey and Matt Roy, uh, Matt Roy, and Brant Clark and Sean Walker. And the goaltender was Cal Peterson. The scratches for the Kings were defenseman Alex Edler and Jacob Moverari, as well as forward Jarrett Anderson-Dolan and Alex Iafalo is on injured reserve. As I mentioned on Thursday's show, um, I like this forward lineup for the Kings with Alex Iafalo out of the lineup. I'm not saying I like him out of the lineup, but when he's out of the lineup, I like Arthur Kaliev on the third line and Carl Grundstrom on the fourth line. I think that Kaliev is a better fit with more skilled players like Quentin Byfield and Gabe Velarde. And I think Carl Grundstrom is a better fit on the fourth line with the energy guys like Blake Lizotte and Brandon Lemieux. As for Cal Peterson getting the start over Jonathan Quick, I like the decision by head coach Todd McClellan to put Cal back out there after his win in Nashville. Cal started slow in that game, but finished strong, playing his best hockey of the season in the overtime and the shootout. And the hope was that he would carry this play at the end of that game over into this game and put uh, an entire game together in an attempt to get him on track for this season um, where he's going to have to play an important role for the Kings. I thought the decision by Todd McClellan had the big picture in mind, and I agreed with it going into the game so let's give you a quick recap of this game and the kings to start the game looked great they were clearly the better team in the opening period they had a lot more energy they held the puck in the penguin zone and were cycling the puck and it looked like it was only a matter of time before the kings would score and take the early lead the kings held pittsburgh without a shot on goal for the first four minutes of the game and then for the third straight game the first shot on goal went into the back of the Kings' net. Uh, to the Kings' credit, in the previous two games, they came back to win against Detroit and Nashville after they scored on their first shot. Um, but uh, that didn't happen in this one because Pittsburgh would score two more goals 
to make it 3 nothing after one period. Jonathan Quick came on to replace Cal Peterson to start the second period, but the Penguins would only add to their lead with a power play goal. Third period, Pittsburgh scored two more goals, including one by former King Jeff Carter, before Carl Grundstrom would, po- would spoil the shutout bid by Pittsburgh goalie Tristan Jari with the Kings' lone goal of the game came on the power play. Pittsburgh, though, gets the 6-1 victory, snapping the Kings' three-game winning streak, and it was the Kings' first road loss of the season. Hockey can be a cruel game sometimes. Usually, if you are the better team, um, the results are going to turn out good for you. You're going to get more scoring chances, maybe a few power play opportunities, and of course, some goals. Uh, That should have happened in the opening period, but it didn't for the Kings. No matter how well you play or how much time you spend in the other team's zone, ultimately, it's about putting the puck in the back of the net. That first period might have been the best period all season for the Kings, and yet they trailed 3-0 after the end of the period. If the Kings play that way, the way they did in the first period of that game against the Penguins for most of the season, I am very confident they are going to win a lot more games than they're going to lose. But for this game, it was just not their night. So I said in Thursday's show that one of the big keys to the game would be goalie Cal Peterson taking his performance from the third period of the game against Nashville and overtime and the shootout and taking that into this game and putting a solid three periods together. That did not happen. So let's break down the three goals that Cal allowed in the opening period before he was pulled out of the game. On the first goal, Penguins defenseman Jan Ruda threw a pretty innocent-looking shot on net from distance, and it found its way through Cal Peterson, who was screened on the play. Obviously, if you're a goalie, you can't see the puck, you can't stop the puck, and uh, that was a difficult save for him to make because he was well screened and he just didn't see the puck and unfortunately it didn't hit something it didn't hit the 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 Pittsburgh player who was providing the screen it didn't hit the Kings defender who was trying to move him out of the crease and it didn't hit Cal it just found a way through so I'm going to give Cal a pass on that one on the second goal there was a pass from behind the Kings net into the high slot it went off the skate of Adrian Kempe and then headed back back towards the net Cal Peterson would slide out of the net and then pass the left post, leaving him way out of position. The puck was then slid back into the crease where it went off a skate or a stick and into the net. Um, I have no idea why Cal slid past the post and kind of ended up in no man's land. Um, That made it 2-0. And then with less than a minute to play, Cal, um, you know, he should have gone post to post on that one. Um, his positioning was not good. He seemed to kind of lose where he was in the crease. And again, instead of sliding from right to left and going post to post, he kind of slid past the post and was sitting on his wallet and just flailing out of position. And I just don't know how exactly he uh, just kind of missed where he was on the ice on that one. As for the third goal, less than a minute to go, and there was a point shot from near the blue line, and Cal saw it all the way. And it hit his pad and he froze, thinking that he had it in his pads and he had it covered. Unfortunately, it it hit him and it slipped past him and went off the post. And then it just sat there in the crease. And Peterson just sat there frozen, thinking it was in his pads. The Penguins put in the rebound as Peterson just sat there. And it was 3-0 Pittsburgh. Uh, Cal would get pulled in between the periods, which was the right call. Because the way the Kings were playing, they deserved to have a chance to try and come back and win. uh, And that was not going to happen with Cal Peterson in net. So the move did not work out for Cal Peterson and the Kings. 
I thought two of the three goals that he allowed were misplays on his part. Uh, the momentum that he had built up in that Nashville game was now all that all but gone. Um, Peterson's performance is still a big question mark at this point for me. And I've said it many times before, and this is not just my opinion. He has to find a way sooner rather than later to find his game because he is going to have to play a key role for the Kings this season. He's going to have to take some of the pressure off Jonathan Quick and take some of the workload off the 36-year-old Stanley Cup champion. So not a great performance from Cal Peterson. We were hoping for better, obviously. Um, and again, I agreed with the decision to start him in this game, um, hoping, like Todd McClellan, I'm sure, was hoping as well that he would take that performance against Nashville and carry it through to this game, and it just absolutely did not happen. Another thing that I said the Kings would need to do to get back, uh, to continue their winning ways, was to get their power play back on track. Uh, the power play was one for eight against Nashville. They won despite of that fact, um, but that didn't happen in this game either. The Kings were one for six with the man advantage against the Penguins. The Kings had a double minor opportunity, four minutes of power play time, still couldn't score. Their lone goal did come with the man advantage late. So in the last two games, LA is two for 14 on the power play. And obviously that is not good enough to get it done. It actually seems like the power play is regressing. Um, I thought it looked really good in the preseason. I thought for the start of the regular season, it looked pretty good. And you would assume that as the games went on, um, that that the, the they would develop a little bit more chemistry uh, and and see a few more power play goals, but it actually seems like it's kind of gone in the opposite order at this point. So, um, not sure what's going on with the Kings' power play. Um, hopefully, they can get things figured out here. Maybe it's just a, a dry spell for a couple of games. But uh, again, the power play has not been good enough in the last two games. They were able to get away with it against Nashville. We're not able to get away with it against Pittsburgh. And the top line did not get it going again. Uh, they were shut out as far as points scored in the Nashville game. Able to get away with, with it, not so against Pittsburgh. Again, for the second straight game, no points from Andre Kopitar, Adrian Kempe, or Kevin Fiala. And again, the top line has to lead this team more often than not. Uh, they didn't do it against the Predators, and the Kings were able to get away with it thanks to some timely goals from guys like Matt Roy. Um, but it didn't happen in this game, and uh, nobody else was able to pick up the slack for the top line not performing. I also wanted to mention something that troubled me from this Penguins game, and it, it obviously the score troubled me. Um, but late in the game, L.A. had a two-on-one breakout with Brendan Lemieux, and he got hit in the face intentionally by the stick of Pittsburgh's Jason Zucker. There's no question in my mind this was retaliation for a hit that Lemieux put on Pittsburgh's Jake Gensel earlier in the game. Um, I did not like that no one on the ice of the Kings went after Zucker. Say what you want about Brendan Lemieux. I guarantee you if that had happened to one of his teammates while he was on the ice, he would have absolutely gone after the player that did it. I was disappointed to see none of Lemieux's teammates stuck up for him. I'm not saying anybody who you know is not a fighter has got to drop the gloves or anything like that but at least go after Jason Zucker, give him a face wash, give him a headlock, give him a shove in the face, something um, to say that, hey, man, we're not going to let you do that to our teammate. Um, Zucker was looking for some retribution for an earlier hit. Like I said, it was late in the game. The Penguins were already winning comfortably, and it was a two-on-one, so he knew that he was going to break up a scoring chance, and he just whacked Lemieux right in the face. Um, and uh, like I said, I was I was disappointing that, that none of – 
Brendan Lemieux's teammates went after Jason Zucker in that situation. Also, I do want to be fair to the Penguins, and in particular, the goaltender, Tristan Jari. He was very good in this game. He didn't stand on his head um, and, you know, really have an out-of-this-world performance, but he was very, very good. The Kings put 40 shots on goal, and they only got one goal by him. And sometimes you got to tip the cap to your opponent, and I will say that Tristan Jari, the goaltender for the Penguins, had a very, very good game, and we need to give him credit for that. Uh, there were a few things the Kings can take away from this loss in Pittsburgh and uh, that could be positives, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including postseason baseball, MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So it may not seem like there's many positives to take away from a 6-1 loss, but there were a couple of things I did want to mention because just like when the Kings win, I always mention a few things that they could have done better. So when the Kings lose and lose an ugly one, try and find the silver lining here and there. And like I said, uh, the Kings played a great first period. I mean, it, I mean, it may have been their best first period of the whole season. They were that good, and it just seemed like, for whatever reason, it didn't gener generate into any goals. Um, but the Kings looked really good. Like I said, hopefully we see actually a lot more of that because if you play hockey like that, like they did in that first period, good things are going to happen. It was just one of those games, unfortunately, for the uh, for the Kings. But hopefully they can remember how they played in that first period and take something positive out of that performance. Um, and not that I would ever, by the way, bring attention to something that I said that was right, but I did call it. If you listen to Thursday's show, I said I had a feeling that rookie Brant Clark was going to get his first career NHL point against the Penguins, and he did just that. He got an assist on the Kings' lone goal by Carl Grunstrom. So congratulations to Brant Clark. He officially has a point in his NHL career. He very nearly had his first career goal. He rang one off the post in the third period. Um, Clark also got some time on the Kings' second power play unit, and he played on the penalty kill a bit as well. Um, and he has now played in five NHL games. He's got four more that he can play in before the Kings have to make a decision to keep him or to send him to his junior team. So another pretty solid performance from Brant Clark. Nothing that I saw that would make me think he's not ready to stay in the NHL at this point. Um, and a couple, again, a couple of good chances for him, very close to a goal, gets his first point. So Brant Clark still, I would say at this point, he's making things difficult for Rob Blake and the Kings management to determine whether they're going to keep him or not for this season. Uh, Jonathan Quick allowed three goals over the final two periods, but he also had one of those ridiculous quick saves that we've seen from time to time. Second period, he literally took the puck off the goal line and saved the goal for the Kings with his stick. Um, Quick also had a, a save on a Sidney Crosby breakaway. Uh, so Jonathan Quick, all in all, in relief of Cal Peterson, had a, a pretty different, decent performance, in, in my opinion. Um, I, I think the Kings deserved a better fate against Pittsburgh, but again, all teams at some point in the season are going to have a game or two like this. Um, we'll see how the Kings respond. Obviously, they're going to play on Saturday in D.C. against the Capitals, wrapping up their road trip with that game. 
So uh, again, you're going to have some performances where you don't, the results are not what you want. Um, and clearly that was the case in Pittsburgh. So let's see how the Kings respond to close out their road trip uh, in DC coming up on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see who they start in net in that game. I'm guessing and hoping it's Jonathan Quick. Um, and yes, he was expected to have a day off um, in the game in Pittsburgh, but he did play the final two periods. Um, I, I really honestly don't have a ton of confidence right now in Cal Peterson. Um, I'd like to see the Kings close out this road trip with a victory and take some momentum home and some positives away from this road trip. Um, so I think Jonathan Quick will start the game in Washington against the Capitals, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure uh, he gives them the best chance to win. And I'm pretty sure Todd McClellan wants to also finish off this road trip on a positive note. As for that game against the Capitals, um, Washington comes into the game with a 2-3 and three record. LA's at 3-3 three and three on the season. Faceoff in D.C. is set for 4 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday. The game will be broadcast locally on Valley's Sports West, and uh, we will have a full recap of that game coming up on Monday's edition of Locked on LA Kings. We're going to reach into the Locked on LA Kings email inbox in just a second, but first, don't forget the Locked on NHL podcast has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked on NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. So we did have an email that I wanted to read, and uh, this does concern uh, kind of the major topic we've been talking about on today's show, and that is uh, Cal Peterson. Uh, the email comes from Brian, and he is in Los Alamitos, and he says, before the start of the season, both Jim Fox and Nick Nixon called out Cal Peterson by saying that he must play better this year. So far, he's played even worse. Do you think that Peterson's struggles are the result of him feeling too much pressure to live up to the contract? as well as filling the shoes of Jonathan Quick. Um, well, I mean, to be fair to Cal, he did have an injury in the preseason, and I think that set him back on whatever his timetable was in getting ready for the regular season. Um, I think he would like to have obviously not gotten injured and would have uh, liked to have gotten a little more work, both in the preseason and in training camp. But because of the injury and because they need him to be available to be Jonathan Quick's backup, um, they, you know, were, I think very careful with the injury and he didn't get the reps that he normally would get. That could be playing a factor in why he's not found his game at this point. Um, could the pressure be affecting him? I mean, he's a human being, so I, I think that's certainly possible. Um, what Brian is talking about, you probably know, but th this year is the start of that three-year uh, contract for Cal Peterson where he's getting paid $5 million a year, which is a lot for a backup goaltender, which is what he is at this point. Um, and look, th th there's no secret that last year the Kings were basically expecting Cal Peterson to take over the number one goaltending spot. That didn't happen. And there's no secret that going into this season, the Kings at least expected him to help carry the load along with Jonathan Quick. Maybe Jonathan Quick gets the bulk of the starts. Maybe it's a 60-40 type of a situation. But as I said earlier, and as has been repeated on this show a few times, Jonathan Quick is 36 years old. He's not a goaltender at this point in his career who's going to start, you know, 65-70 games. That's just not realistic. So we need Cal to step up and play better and, again, to – to pull his weight. Um, and he knows that as, as well as we do, believe me. 
Um, and I mean, there was, if you saw the game after the first period, they, they gave a shot on the TV coverage of Cal Peterson wearing his baseball cap, sitting on the bench. And he was just, he was just constantly shaking his head, just shaking his head, trying to in his mind process what had just happened and how he could have been better. And I'm sure very disappointed in that performance. Um, uh, you know, yeah, the pressure could be getting to him. Um, but, but right now I think it's just one of those things where he understands that he's an important piece of this team. And right now he's not getting the job done. And, and if you have any pride in your performance, um, and you want to be a teammate that your you know, your fellow teammates can rely on, then yeah, you're going to be disappointed that things aren't going well. And you're going to put more pressure on yourself because you want to be, you don't want to be looked at as a wink, weak link on the team. Like I said, you want to be pulling your weight. And again, Cal Peterson is being asked to pull um, a lot of the rope on this one. And I wonder if maybe the Kings are considering the option of sending Cal Peterson to the AHL, having him get a few starts under his belt, having him get find his game at the AHL level, and then call him back up and uh, see if he can straighten things out. Um yeah, that would be a little bit embarrassing perhaps for him to get demoted like that, um, but it might be a good option for him. And yeah, he'd have to clear waivers, but I guarantee you no one is claiming Cal Peterson off of waivers, not with that contract and not the way he's playing. So that's not really uh, any kind of a fear, um, I wouldn't think. Phoenix Copley is a guy who's played at the NHL level. He can come in and back up quick for a week or, you know, whatever, three games or something like that, get Cal three starts in the AHL and see if he can, if it goes well, um, bring it back up. That's maybe a drastic step, maybe a drastic move, but maybe it's something that the Kings would consider um, at this point. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But, uh, Brian, thank you for the email. And, uh, yeah, obviously Cal Peterson is uh, is a concern. We knew going into the season that goaltending was kind of the the thing that would be in the spotlight all year long. And um, it has been in the spotlight so far early in this season. We'll see how the goaltending goes uh, in Washington. Probably going to be Jonathan Quick, I would think. I would be very surprised if they sent Cal Peterson out there again. But uh, but we shall see. So that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, thank you very much for watching and for listening. If you have any comments or questions like Brian and Los Alamitos did, you can send me an email at LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com uh, we are on twitter at locked on la kings and there's an instagram page as well if you like that sort of thing it is at locked on la kings so we'll be back on monday to recap saturday's game against washington as the kings will be returning home next week for the start of a, a three-game homestand they've got the tampa bay lightning coming up on tuesday hey thank you for making locked on la kings your first listen today now make your second listen locked on fantasy hockey steel roden and flip livingstone bring you the fantasy edge that keeps you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news analysis and advice monday through friday that is locked on fantasy hockey available on youtube audacity and wherever you get your podcasts i'm eddie garcia thanks for listening and for watching locked on la kings have a great weekend and as always go kings go